Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 6 is where we're at this morning. Have you ever broken the rules? So we've been following Jesus through his Galilee ministry, and of course, this started out, Jesus' baptism, of course, the, the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a dove, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he went into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. But succeeding there, he came to Nazareth, full of the Holy Spirit, and began his ministry. And it tells us there that the, the people in Nazareth, they did, he didn't do many great works there because of their unbelief. And they, in fact, they tried to kill him. And so fleeing from there, he goes to Capernaum where he stayed for quite some time, many Sabbaths, but then tried to leave and they tried to keep him, remember. And we ta- we've been talking about this. Jesus is going to join us in our situation, whether we want him or not, he'll always join us. He is the light that shines into every man that comes into the world. It tells us in John 1, 9. He comes to every single person and he comes to every single family and he comes to every single church and he comes to every single situation and he inserts himself in that situation that we might see him and that we might turn from our sin and follow him. Of course, John 3 tells us that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil, and so they will not come to the light. And so oftentimes people will, like they did in Nazareth, reject him. You know, but then other times they're like, okay, Jesus, join me. I want, to, I want you in my life. I want you to help me out in my business, in my situation, whatever it might be. But Jesus always calls us whether metaphorically or whether literally, to forsake all and to follow him. And sometimes we forsake all and follow him, and he continues to use us in the situation we were in. And other times, like Peter, who was fishing and in, in the boat, and Jesus says, you know, cast out to d- go deeper, you know, go to the deeper place, and, and he cast his net in and brought in a hull of fish and, and then got before Jesus and said, I'm a sinful man, depart from me, Lord. And Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they forsook all. They forgave their nets, right? Remember we talked about that. They forgave their nets and they followed Jesus. They left everything behind to follow Jesus. And, and many people did in those days. Of course, we saw last time that he went to the tax booth of Levi. And he, he said to Levi, this, this wealthy tax collector who's at the tax booth collecting his taxes, he says, follow me. And Levi left it all behind and followed him. And of course, then Levi had this great feast where he invited all the tax collectors and sinners, all of his buddies, all his friends, to come and eat with Jesus, and Jesus ate with them. And it tells us in another gospel that all of them followed Jesus. They all left everything behind and followed Jesus. And it's such a beautiful picture. Well, of course, that's when we started getting into this Scribes and Pharisees, and that's what we're looking at today, and that's what we saw last time. Scribes and the Pharisees who saw Jesus eating with the tax collectors and sinners, and they say, why do you eat with tax collectors and sinners? Actually, they, they asked the disciples, why does, why does your master eat with tax collectors and sinners? And, and Jesus replied in their, in their place, said, it's a physician that needed a doctor, not the well. 
And while we're talking about eating, they said, well, why, why do the disciples of the Pharisees and disciples of John fast, but your disciples don't fast? You see, Jesus just wasn't religious enough for these folks. Of course, his response was, why would the, why would the friends of the bridegroom fast while well, the bridegroom is with them, right? He says, Sometime, someday the bridegroom will be taken away, and then they will fast. Well, now we see another situation, two situations actually today, and they both deal with the Sabbath day. And of course, we know from the Old Testament law that it was not lawful to work on the Sabbath day. But as time goes on and as things go, as the laws are laid down and everybody knows what the rule is, the law is, oftentimes rules are added to those laws and guideposts and fences and everything else in front of the law. You know, and that's kind of how things went. And as the longer you go, the more time that is between the giving of the law and the time that you live, the more rules there are. You know, I, I think we're, we're pretty blessed to live in America because we live in a country with not too many rules. You realize that? Uh, we, we live in a country where a lot of people come from a lot of different places and there's just not a lot of rules. But if you go to other places in the world where they've had thousands of years of history, they have a lot of rules about everything that you do. What clothes you can wear certain times of the day, what words you can use certain times of the day. I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing as you go into old cultures, how they just kind of pile on the rules as time goes on. And, and that's just the way things are. And it was no different in the day that Jesus lived in. So in verse 1, it says, Now it happened on the second Sabbath after the first that he went through the grain fields and his disciples plucked the heads of grain and ate them, rubbing them in their hands. So this is kind of an interesting... <laughs> This kind of interesting phrase that, that Luke uses here to start out with, he, he says that it's the, the second Sabbath after the first. Actually, in the Greek, it's the first second. The first second Sabbath. Now, that doesn't mean a lot to us. It probably meant a lot to Luke and those who were reading this. And Luke is always trying to give a time stamp and kind of giving validity to help us to understand when things happened, you know, who was governing what when these things took place. And, and so Luke, as a historian, makes this distinction. Probably what he's talking about when he says the first, second Sabbath, excuse me, is that what it was? The, yeah, the first, second Sabbath, was that after the second day of first fruits, because there was a Sabbath, the first day of first fruits was a Sabbath, so the second day of first fruits, they'd call the next Sabbath the first, second. And then the second, second, and then third, second, and then the fourth, second, and the fifth, second, all the way to the seventh, second which was the day before Pentecost, and that's how they counted off the Sabbaths before Pentecost. This is what they called them, for whatever reason. And so that's probably what we're looking at, is the right after the Feast of Firstfruits. And it tells us here that they're doing something interesting, maybe a little bit sketchy. They're walking through somebody else's grain field, and they're picking the grain and eating it. Now, this is, a, is an interesting thing. I mean, could you just go into your neighbor's yard and just start picking their apples or picking their peaches without their permission it'd be a little sketchy wouldn't it you know you might they might get out there and you might hear a click click or you might hear hey i'm calling the cops get out of my yard or whatever you know i mean it's just kind of a weird thing to go into somebody else's field and pick their fruit you know i've seen people alongside the road you know grabbing corn you know off of the field you know as they're like going to somebody's field and they're picking off corn and i'm thinking that's really funny because that's cattle corn and they probably think they're going to get you know white corn or something but but, you know, it's just not something that you see as an honest thing to do. However, this tells us a couple of things. One is, in the, in the land of Israel, the law was that you could 
you could glean in your neighbor's field if you were poor. And that's interesting. It tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 25, when you come to your neighbor's standing grain, you may pluck the heads with your hand, but you shall not use a sickle on your neighbor's standing grain. So you can't go and you know, harvest your neighbor's crop to be against the law, but you can pluck it. In fact, they would use this as kind of the welfare system of the day. And so if you couldn't afford to eat food, and you think about Jesus who's traveling with many disciples, he didn't just have the 12. You know, we, I think a lot of times we, maybe we watch the movies where Jesus is walking around with his 12 disciples, you know. But we're going to see later on in this chapter that Jesus actually picked the 12 out of the multitude of disciples. And, and there was probably, could be 50 to 100, maybe 200 people following Jesus. Later on, he's going to pick 70 of them that aren't the 12 to send out and do some special work. And so this is a large group of people. They're all following Jesus, and literally they have no place to stay. They don't have a compound, you know, with machine guns and stuff like that. No, they're, they're just wandering around from place to place, camping on the Mount of Olives, camping out in the fields, staying in people's houses if people have, you know, would house them. But Jesus didn't have anywhere. He told, remember he says that foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And so Jesus wasn't living in opulence, as some would say. His disciples were hungry because they hadn't eaten anything. They probably didn't have any food. And so they were going through the field and they were picking grain and eating it. And that was completely lawful as long as you didn't have a sickle, you know, out there trying to harvest it. And so the Pharisees, verse 2 says, some of the Pharisees said to them, why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And it was, it was lawful to harvest grain, or it was lawful to, to glean grain, but in their mind, it wasn't okay to do it on the Sabbath. And that's because they took an extreme view of the writings of the law. In fact, they had the Talmud and the Mishnah that added all the rules to do with the commentaries on the law that kind of explained what the rules were to keep the rules. In fact, you weren't even permitted, the Talmud tells us, that you're not permitted to spit on the ground lest you turn the dirt and be guilty of plowing. So you can't do that. Jesus would do that. He'd spit on the ground and make some mud. The spirit of the law was given so that man could have rest. That's the idea of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was the rest of the Lord, the rest that the Lord would give them. But to them, pleasing God was trying to keep the law to the smallest detail. You have to understand, Jesus isn't wandering around with his, his, his disciples just trying to break the laws. And, and, you know, they understood, you know, as they walked with Jesus and these, they're taught by Jesus, they understood the grace that he had. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.